Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epting, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epteen with the Direct Impact Podcast. Thanks for being with us today, guys. And thanks so much for your reviews. We treat those like gold. (laughs) We need your reviews and we need your shares. So if you find anybody could benefit from what we speak about today, please, at the end of the episode, um, go ahead and share this with, you know, a coworker, a loved one, or somebody that needs this information. Today, we have a great episode planned out for you guys. It is called The Three Inevitable A's in Early Recovery, and those A's stand for anhedonia, alexithymia, and anxiety. All right. So today we're talking about the three inevitable A's and why is that important? So if any of you are dipping your toe or getting ready to start the journey of recovery, or if you are well into that journey, maybe you've been chemically sober for years already. Maybe you've been just started um, a journey in your behavioral addiction recovery. Maybe you are just really diving into your mental health and treating your anxiety and your depression and your complex trauma and all of those things. This episode is for you. It doesn't matter if it's mental health. It doesn't matter if it's dual diagnosis or substance abuse. Recovery is recovery. Okay. And with that being said, I want to go ahead and link to our third episode on the Direct Impact podcast, and it was an answers with Andrea about what is recovery. We will definitely link to that in the show notes, but definitely go back and listen to um, what recovery is when we talk about it. Okay, so like when I talk about recovery, what do I mean by that? Um, and what does that process and journey look like? And what types of recovery, you know, can we be in? But for the most part, we're talking about, you know, mental emotional and chemical and behavioral sobriety and just recovering your authentic self recovering and maybe getting to know for the first time who you are and what your calling is in this world so anyway with that being said the three inevitable a's we talk about it in recovery because we need to know that Things are normal, that they're natural, that they are part of our brain healing and rewiring and rebooting and coming back online. Okay, it is just so important for people to understand what they're up against and what's coming down the pipeline, what to expect, how to prepare and how to plan. And we want to help you do that. We want people to live a life of vitality and recovery and one of the ways to do this without too many slips and falls and and slides and setbacks is to be able to prepare. So if you are engaging in your story and willing to start the process of recovery, you know, this is for you. All right, this episode is for you or if you know a loved one who is on this path because it's important to plan and to have insight beforehand of the way that your body and your mind might respond to this process. Okay, so 
We're calling this the three inevitable A's. I won't say it's 1000% inevitable, but to some varying degree on this very large spectrum, you will experience one or all three of these to some degree. Okay, so it's definitely worth mentioning for every one. Okay, and so those three inevitable A's are, like I said, anhedonia. Let's start with that. What is anhedonia? It describes deficits in one's ability to experience pleasure achieve motivation, or to get into positive emotion. Okay, well, you can imagine how that would be a pretty big barrier to long term recovery, right? This is when people they start this recovery process, and then they're like bogged down. And they're like, well, you know, I don't see the point in this. Why? You know, I feel worse. (laughs) I feel worse than I did when I was using I feel worse than I did when I was acting out. And that is a very natural part of this process. Okay, and I want to explain why I want you to understand what is going on in your brain, and why this will inevitably happen. Okay, so if you have been engaging in unhealthy behaviors to mood alter, okay, or to receive these hits of dopamine, to feel connected, to feel alive, to feel bonded to things, to feel energy, then you've been misusing your brain and your brain has started to wait for this behavior. And when you participate in the behavior, it gives you this dopamine. Well, if you remove the behavior, stands to reason that your brain is going to withhold the dopamine, right? It's like waiting for that behavior. And when you take it out of your life in a very healthy manner, you've removed it. And so it is going to take a while for your brain to be like, hmm, you know what, I feel safe with this person, I think I can generate dopamine for all the normal and natural reasons, right? So like, when it smells like fresh cut grass, when the sun comes out, when you engage with your child, when you meet that partner in the park for a picnic, when you know, like these are times where naturally our brain would produce dopamine, because it's a bonding agent, it says, yes, this feels good. This feels safe. I want to do this again. I want more of this. I want that attachment and that connection, right? But we need to first move into abstinence so that our brain will start to give us this amazing chemical again in a very natural way, the way we were created to receive it. So for a while, when that unwanted behavior or chemical is removed from your system, yeah, you're going to experience anhedonia. All right, you are not going to be able to experience pleasure the way that you did as often as you used to. Okay. And so this doesn't last forever. That's the good news. It only lasts for a few weeks to a few months. Okay. Um, We're usually looking at the first three to six months of early recovery for this for your brain to really come back online and reboot and start operating, you know, the way that it was designed. Okay, so it's just something to prepare for. It's going to be hard and difficult to get into positive emotion. Okay, for a while. And don't confuse this with depression. Okay, I'm not saying it can't be comorbid. Some people do have depression in addition to this. But don't confuse it with depression. Because this is just a very natural process that your brain will go through. Okay, and it's just feeling like you can't enjoy things or derive pleasure from certain things anymore. And we don't want that to be a roadblock to long term recovery at all. 
okay? Because it just feels this way before it feels so much better and life starts to make so much more sense, okay? So that's anhedonia. At this point, when you're going through that, you might have difficulty experiencing excitement or engaging in things or activities that once interest you. You know, that happens in active addiction as well. But it also comes during this rebooting process. That's why it's important to start re-engaging with old things that interested you before the acting out behavior. You know, so if you used to be into horseback riding, you know, this is a great time to get back into it. At first, you're going to have a hard time generating that positive emotion, but your love for it and your natural interest will come through and it will be very helpful in the early stages of recovery. So again, that's anhedonia. Do you feel preoccupied, confused, or embarrassed about an unwanted behavior? Do you prioritize pornography, food, finances, gambling, toxic people, and or chemicals over your primary responsibilities? Well, at Resolve Strategies in Savannah, Georgia, our clinical counselors offer evidence-based approaches to take you from discovery to recovery. To learn more about Resolve Strategies, visit www.resolvestrategiesinc.com and take our free quiz five defense mechanisms that might keep you in the dark. The other term is called alexithymia, and that is the inability to identify with experience and or express emotions. Okay. Now this, um, some people do struggle with this outside of the realm of recovery. So some people do have a very hard time, not just expressing the emotion, but connecting to the emotion, experiencing the emotion. And so if you can't engage with the emotion or you're not really registering it, um, it's really hard to communicate it. And so that's what alexithymia is. And we do find it in mood disorders. We find it in eating disorders. We find it in behavioral addiction. We find it in chemical dependency. We find alexithymia in the early recovery process as well. And it's that just inability to identify with and express emotion. So Sometimes, like when I'm sitting across from a client and they're in early recovery, you know, a lot of therapists will ask the question of, oh, wow, like, how did that make you feel? And they're like, what? What do you mean? Feel. (laughs) I mean, they have a very hard time connecting with feelings and emotions. You know, they have been very up in their head for a very, very long time. This is also something that results from complex PTSD and trauma, okay? The escape and the survival up into the head, into the brain area and out of the body and out of emotion. This is definitely something that you want to be mindful of and prepared for. It's going to be hard at first to connect with emotion and feelings and needs, much less be able to communicate and respond effectively, right? So it's not a time to be making big decisions in life, is what I really want you to take away from that, is if you can't engage with your emotions, if you can't really use your feelings and all of that to make up your mind about things, if you can't feel before you think it's probably not a good time to make life-changing decisions, okay? So you will be able to, just like the anhedonia, the alexithymia oftentimes will subside, and you will be able to engage with your emotions in a healthy way and regulate your mood again, okay? So the third inevitable A 
is anxiety. And now this one, I really, I feel like is a little bit more inevitable because you have been engaging in behaviors that temporarily minimize your anxiety and your toxic stress, and they treat your toxic stress or help you avoid it. Um, Like I said, you've been participating in mood altering behaviors for a long time. When you remove that mood altering behavior, your mood is no longer regulated. Okay, so anxiety is going to surface and you will experience that feeling of powerlessness, unmanageability and out of control and fear and anxiety at first. This is natural. This is normal. This is part of the healing process for your brain and your body. So please just hear me say that. And this is why, again, guys, I know I say this all the time, but this is why support is key for long-term recovery. A community, okay, is just vital. So you want to be able to bounce this off others. And here, you know what? I went through that too. This was my experience. You know, just getting healthy, honest, compassionate, supportive feedback from your community, It could be your coach, it could be your therapist, it could be your sponsor, it can be your group, it could be your meeting, it can be anywhere, but please, please, please don't do this alone. Understand that these things are normal and natural, but we definitely need support while our body and our brains are going through all of this turmoil, right? So this is when people are extremely vulnerable to lapse and full-blown relapse, And depending on the behavior, depending on the chemical, you know, relapse literally can lead to death. So it's important to understand that this is a time of great vulnerability and community is key. Okay, because you're just going to have a hard time regulating emotion and mood. All right. Life is going to feel very clouded and foggy and gray and disinteresting and it's going to mimic feelings of depression and hopelessness and again this is a natural part of that healing process you will come to the other side of it all right just keep doing what you are doing one day at a time to take you to where you want to go All right. So it's just very important that we go over and people have some insight into, you know, not for the just for the people going through this or wanting to move into recovery, but for the family members of those who are trying to um, live a life of long term recovery from chemicals or behaviors or whatever. Please do understand that this is what's going on in that early process. We're looking at the first week to six months, and this is, you know, just inevitable. I go back to that. So let's just be willing to experience it, go through it, and know that the only way out is through. I mean, I think it was John Bradshaw, if you're not familiar with him, he was popular in the 70s um, and talking about toxic shame and things of that nature. But he said, you know, like, yes, the only way out is through. I don't think he coined that term, but he talked about how he didn't make up the rules. I mean, if it was his rules, he would have saved the world with, you know, tennis and good food. (laughs) But he didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules either. But that is the way it is to health and healing. You know, you have to go through it. But I do think it helps when you know what to expect. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, 
I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My Plan to Recover journal is thoughtfully and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long-term success in recovery while gaining personal insight, awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing. So again, the three inevitable A's, anhedonia, alexithymia, anxiety, and yes, you can expect some mood disturbances, some depression and things of that nature. Some trauma will emerge and um, so expect some, some fear and some anxiety and some sleep disturbances and things of that nature. Please consider working with um, someone who specializes in mood disorders and addictions when you start to go through this process. Seek out uh, a therapist um, that specializes in this in addition to a community that can support you in this process. It's very important. It's also very important that during this time, you're not going to be open to certain diagnoses <laughs> like bipolar disorder, personality disorders, narcissism, borderline, all of those things like um, you're going to look like all of those things in early recovery. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just because it's very raw emotionally. It's very vulnerable time. It's a very scary time. You know, like the emotions, like I said, and moods are just not regulated. So it's not a time to be receiving diagnoses. All right. You need a good 12 months clean and sober before you would ever want to consider a diagnosis for um, any kind of mental health disorder. All right, because these are just normal, natural things that oftentimes will heal. Okay. Now, of course, that might be a little bit different if you had that diagnosis before ever engaging these behaviors, but that's just oftentimes not the case. I also just want to mention that while you're going through this in early recovery and you're very vulnerable, you are also very likely to cross addict um, or participate in different and probably less risky <laughs> mind-numbing behaviors. But um, but be mindful of that. Be aware. It's like, am I doom scrolling all day long <laughs> as a way to mood alter and get into positive emotion and maybe get a blip of dopamine? Am I now eating an extra 2,000 calories a day <laughs> to get some dopamine and to numb and to mood alter? You know, so like when we talk about cross-dependency, you know, I feel like you know, a great example of that is I quit smoking 
nicotine cigarettes and now I'm eating an extra thousand calories a day. That's very common, but that's a great example of how we cross addict very unconsciously. But it's something that we find ourselves doing. So just be mindful, be aware of how you show up and how you are engaging in relationships. How are you engaging with other chemicals? How are you engaging with your behaviors? You know, food, sex, money, finances, gaming, you know, uh, your phone, (laughs) all of those things, like how are you showing up and just being mindful that, you know, during this very vulnerable time, it is very easy to cross addict and start engaging in other unwanted, potentially damaging behaviors. All right. So again, We just wanted to come to you and help you understand that these things are natural and normal. And we wanted you to just be on guard for the three inevitable A's. So I hope that this was helpful to you guys out there and to our community. And please do give us a review and share this information with someone you love. Have a great day. Bye for now. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein.